It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. On today's show, there's two teams in NFC North. Well, three teams in NFC North. They have to figure out their quarterback. The Vikings, something happened with Kirk Cousins in his contract. The Bears, they made an announcement about Justin Fields and their quarterback for 2023 because we know their draft status. They can get Bryce Young. They can get any. They can get C.J. Stroud. They can get Will Levis. They can get Anthony Richardson as well from Florida. But they made a comment about their quarterback. And then, of course, the Packers. What are they going to do about their quarterback coming out of the darkness? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? But we got to talk about Kirk Cousins. And then, of course, the NFL wants to change rules again. Why? Because of the quarterback. Every time something happens to a quarterback, rules change. We'll talk about that coming up next on The Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now The Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, and I am your host, Ron Johnson. On today's show, as I talked about, we have to talk about the quarterback situation in NFC North. It's going to be a crazy carousel offseason of conversation and trades and and who's going to get drafted and who is going to move on to a new team. But before we jump into that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started. And remember, the March Madness crazy parlays, it's coming. I can't, this is one of, this is my favorite time of year. March Madness is literally my favorite time of year. Now, I know football is big, but what other time of the year can you have an iPad, two computers, and a TV going and get four games at the same time. That's why I'm looking forward to it. I got two computers. I got an iPad and I got a TV and I'm going to watch some basketball. So I can't wait for those parlays on FanDuel Sportsbook and you guys are going to tune in. We have some special uh, locked on uh, uh, bracketology, I guess you want to call it, challenges coming up. So stick around for that. We're going to announce that coming up soon. And make sure you go to uh your Amazon Fire or Roku TV, whichever one you have, you can just go to search your apps, download, just search Locked On Sports Minnesota in your apps, download it right to your TV. You can get all of our videos, all of our shows. Well, as I bring Sam Exerman to the show, my producer, uh, as I talked about, we're going to jump out the gate with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Tom Pelissero reported that Kirk Cousins and that one-year extension is unlikely. It's either boom or bust. I, now, I, I get it, but at his age, it's going to be tough for the Vikings to think long-term, but could they? Because you have to think about this. Drew Brees played for a long time. Tom Brady played for a long time. Aaron Rodgers is going to play for, is still playing, and it's been a long time. What do all those quarterbacks have in common with Kirk Cousins? They don't get hurt. Kirk Cousins 
rarely gets hurt, so he doesn't put his body in harm's way. Like, he's not one of those quarterbacks. When you think about Brett Favre talking about how hard it was for him to wake up, uh, when, you, when you talk about Donovan McNabb talking about, you know, ankles, hips, and legs, all that kind of stuff, and injuries. Uh, when you look at some of these other positions, running back, receiver, DBs, I mean, you, you see the DB uh, that just came out from the Cowboys that said, you know, he can no longer run or jump because of his injury sustained while playing football for the last eight years quarterbacks don't tend to end up that way they don't have those same type of car collision type of plays every time so if Kirk Cousins is that healthy guy I don't see why you don't go long term and this is why you look at the window of Kevin O'Connell and you look at how the Lions tried to hold on to Matthew Stafford and it worked out better for the Rams now Matthew Stafford gets hurt all of a sudden because we talk about how tough he is and then of course he went to Super Bowl and now he's hurt but you look at Kirk Cousins He's not that guy. He doesn't put himself in harm's way. Now, some people wish he ran more, but with running comes responsibility. With responsibility comes injury. With injury comes whoever your backup is, he has to come into the game now. Now, there are some quarterbacks to think about if the Vikings were like, look, let's just let this contract run out. But, I mean, do you really want Carson Wentz? Like, he is out there. But can he stay healthy? Can he be the Carson Wentz that once led the RPO with the Eagles and, and put them pretty much in the Super Bowl until he got hurt and Nick Foles took over? When, when you think about that and Sam, my 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 thought on this, and, and again, you look at the Bears. The Bears just came out and said Justin Fields is their quarterback for 2023. I mean, come on now. that Who wouldn't think that? But they're also probably saying that so that teams who want a quarterback uh, know you got to jump high because we don't want a quarterback. So you got to give us something worth it for you to come get your quarterback because we are starting Justin Fields. So I think for Ryan Poles, that was smart. You look at the Lions, I think they're good with Jared Goff. You look at the Packers, they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what they're going to do. And I don't think the Bears are going to give the Packers that pick because they're like, look, we're not giving you this pick so you can go get your quarterback in the future. We want to face Jordan Love this season. And so when you look at Kirk Cousins and you think about that one-year extension, and it's unlikely, uh, whether it's both sides feel this way, like let's stop playing this game and look, if we're going to stick with you, we're going to stick with you. And if you want to go, go. I don't know if there's a huge market out there for Kirk Cousins too, so he has to figure that out. Like a lot of teams might not feel like he's the guy when you think about the playoff, uh, his last game with the Gi against the Giants. Now, again, not his fault that the defense can't stop anybody this past season, but again, you have to weigh all those options. How much money do you want? Is it worth it to go to another team? Minnesota is one of the nicest places to live long term. Like when you think about long term living now, of course, there's Texas, there's Miami. Uh, there's a lot of places like that. But I don't think the Texans are going to turn around and say, hey, Vikings, if you want the number two pick uh, we'll, we'll, or uh, yeah, number two pick, we'll we'll take uh, what's his name? We'll take her cousins. You got the number two pick. And I don't think her cousins is worth the number two pick overall. I don't think they'll do that. But that's when you think about long term living as well. Minnesota is a good place to be. Sam, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on this Kirk Cousins? possibly like boomer bus contract opportunity. Yeah, I always ask myself, where did the leak come from? Who told Tom Pelissero this information? <laughs> Kirk cousin. It it sounds like it comes from Kirk, doesn't it? Right. Because yeah. that's a that's a pretty extreme approach for the Vikings to take to say, well, we're either going to extend you long term or not at all. Right. Um I think this is Kirk's representation saying, we want you to either buy into us and believe in Kirk as your long-term quarterback after the the year he had and the 13 wins that he had, or let us hit free agency while we're still 35 um, and yeah. give us one more chance for a big collection in the free agent market. 
I think it. I think it's tough for Ron to give him a long-term contract when he's 35 going into next season. After that, you're in such rarefied territory. Like True. the only quarterbacks that succeed at that age are the all-time greats. Like if you if you filter it out and go 36 years old, 10 plus wins, 100 quarterback rating, you're only going to get Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Like you're not really going to get a lot of other quarterbacks. Now is Kirk Cousins one of the all-time greats? I don't know if he is. Um, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to bind myself to that contract for multiple years, knowing that there could be a decline coming. And I think Kirk had a great year. I just don't want to. I don't want him on my contract books once the decline hits. I'm nervous about that. I would rather, you know, go at least set up your future plan. I just want to have someone in the building that can be groomed while Kirk Cousins plays this out. Yeah. And when you think about Kirk Cousins, though, too, like he is into the fitness world now, like he, he him, Chad Greenway, uh, CJ Ham, Adam Thielen, they're all buying into this fitness world where they're opening up their own gyms. Uh, when you think about that, that's Kirk Cousins putting more like into his body. You know, how can I get stronger? How can I take this time in the offseason uh, to do what guys like LeBron James are doing, which is get better as they get older or not get better, but sustain as they get older and, and, and plateau that stay right at that like elite level of, of, of athleticism. And so I think Kirk Cousins uh, is, is trying to say that, like, I, he, I think he truly believes like, look, I don't take big hits. He doesn't. He can play till he's 40. Like he's not a runner, never has been. And I think that's the big difference. Uh, when you see some of these older quarterbacks that tend to make it, they're passers. You know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a runner, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't run like he used to. You don't see him scrambling and then doing the belt, you know, the discount double check. When's the last time we saw a discount double check other than the Bears? Like Aaron Rodgers is not that guy anymore. He's like, look, I'm not about to run around here and get my Anthony Barr collarbone broken again. Like he's he's kind of like uh, is it Anthony Barr and Hiawaska have changed Aaron Rodgers' life and darkness. Clearly now is the next thing. Uh, like that's going to be a, a trivia question one day on Jeopardy. Anthony Barr, Hiawaska, and Dark Retreats. What do they have in common? <laughs> Change Aaron Rodgers' career. <laughs> like like that. that's going to be a Jeopardy question one day. Watch, just watch, watch. Um, or or who knows, some kind of game, some kind of game out there with sports. That's, there's those three things. These three is Aaron Rodgers hosting the Jeopardy where the question is being asked? That's the other question. Could be, and that could be. And you, I could see NBC trying to really burn him a little bit too and stick it to him because uh, I know he, when he did it, you know, there was a lot of jokes out there about that, you know, because it was some sports questions that came up and, and some of the people didn't even know the answer. It's like, how do you not, I'm here. How do you not know the answer to this? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I could see them trying to do that. But again, going back to Kirk Cousins, he doesn't take in, like he doesn't take hits. He's never been a runner. Um, if, if I'm building a team and I know, and so this, and this is Kevin O'Connell too, having to talk to the owners. And, and again, is Kevin O'Connell the long-term, like you look at Mike Tomlin, you look at Andy Reid, uh, you look at all these coaches that have been coaching for a while. You look at Zach Taylor. I'm guessing he's probably pretty good at the Bengals for a while. Uh, you look at Sean McDermott, you look at, uh, what's his name? The new, uh, well, it's only his first year, but Nick Sirianni, we'll see what happens over the next couple of years, but he has Jalen Hurts for a while under that rookie deal. So when you think about those type of coaches, uh, Shanahan with the 49ers, you know, the coaches that have really put their imprint on their team and year after year, they're in the mix. They tend to long last at least eight to 10 years. So if that is Kevin O'Connell's thought, it's like, how can I get lightning in the bottle quick? 
to kind of really solidify, okay, I should be the coach for a while. Is it starting over, trying to take a flyer on a drafted quarterback? Uh, can you get lucky and find a Russell Wilson type late? This is not the year for that, though. I don't think, like, looking at all the – and, again, you never know because look at Purdy in the sixth round. Nobody ever thought he was going to be the best quarterback uh, – or, sorry, one of the best quarterbacks out of that draft class. So, you know, can you find a Tom Brady in the sixth round? And he plays behind Kirk Cousins for a year and then, you know, comes in and kills it after Kirk Cousins gets a concussion. I don't know. Like, but that's the key is like you have to quarterback is the like this is the league goes by the quarterbacks. It does. And that's the sad thing about it. And if you have one, uh, your issue is the defense. So the question is, can you get Kirk Cousins under a contract that fits financially for you to continue to build your defense? Because that's where your pain is. Your offense is fine. Your pain is your defense. You brought in Brian Flores, who's only going to be here probably for two years until another job opens up, and he's going to be like on the priority list of of interviews. Um, so I mean, again, when you look at that, Kirk Cousins, I personally would try to sign him. Um, but I'm not not long term though. I mean, I would probably try to sign him till he's 38. Like I'd say, hey, let's figure out a contract to get you to 38. But also, Kirk. You've made probably over $200 million with endor or over 150 at least with endorsements, with guaranteed money, uh, with commercials for, for, for all your little pizza stuff you do and, and all your other little commercial. Like, you've got money. Now let's go get a ring. Like, that's, that's where sometimes it's like, how much money is too much money? And the answer, of course, for anybody is never enough, but it is because. When you want to be talked about as one of the greats and you want to have those conversations. Now, again, I don't think he will because I think he'll be in the Joe Flacco maybe conversation. He's better than Joe Flacco to me, uh, but Joe Flacco did win the Super Bowl and people aren't considering him one of the greats. So if you even want to be considered, though, as, look, I got my team over the hump. I finally won a super, the first Super Bowl for the Vikings in Viking history. You want to be a Minnesota hero for the rest of your life where you can walk in any bar like Cheers and they're going to say, Kirk, and he walks in and they buy him a ginger ale because he probably doesn't drink beer. But he gets a ginger ale for free everywhere he goes. Like, that's that's what you want to do. You He would be considered the best quarterback in Vikings history if he can win a Super Bowl. And what better time to do it with a, 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 a lackluster NFC North? So you're going to be in the playoffs because the NFC North, in my opinion, is going to be very Lions-Vikings-ish. Like, I think the Bears are going to – we'll see if they can Justin Fields this thing and, and get like Jalen Hurts. But I think the the Packers, I think, if without Aaron Rodgers, are going to struggle. So this is like this next two years of the Packers figuring their lives out. This is the time. You have a two-year window if Aaron Rodgers leaves for the Packers to figure this thing out. And, and, and again, I think they can beat the Bears. I think they can beat the Lions. This is the time to go win one. Get Kirk Cousins locked up till he's 38. Draft a guy. He can sit for three, four years. That's what you want. Like, Look at Aaron Rodgers' success. Look at a lot of these quarterbacks. I mean, Pat Mahomes only waited like a what, half a year, a year. But when you get to sit for a little bit even, you don't get forced in as a rookie out of training camp. Like, look at Kyler Murray, how he's struggling now. Like, he got forced in, and now he's kind of struggling. He's regressing because he, he didn't really learn from anybody. He's had to teach himself, which is probably why the clause was in there. To, you need to learn how to watch film. But we got to move on. We're, we're going to, in the next segment, though, I, I talked about this. Quarterbacks quarterbacks continue to change his league and roger goodell got caught on mike actually talking about this and he probably got a nice little text message from some of the owners about this but we'll talk about that next and of course the wolves 
not doing so well. But we'll talk about that next coming up on the Ron Johnson Locked Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota is a proud partner with Care 11. Just check out care11.com backslash locked on for links to every one of our locked on shows. And we have a word from our sponsors. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Locked On and America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet where you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download that app. It's really easy to use. You can stack your bets up using the same game parlay. Like if you're watching the Wolves, you can bet on Anthony Edwards' points. You can put it together with uh, Jaden McDaniel's points, Mike Conley points. He doesn't score many of those. Uh, FanDuel even pays you instantly when you win. So check it out at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, Sam, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about the NFL rule changes. Now, here's some potential rule changes that some owners have voted on and have been bought to the table. The first one, which quarterback driven, you think about the tuck rule with Tom Brady. That was because of Tom Brady fumbling the ball. He fumbled the ball. The Raiders should have like Charles Woodson. That's his like the the Patriots should have lost the ball. He fumbled the ball period, but they call it the tuck rule. Are you kidding me? You just made up a rule in the middle of the game. I would have loved to have heard the, the mic'd up refs. Like I wish they had made a mistake and left their mics on during that like little huddle to say, Hey, that's Tom Brady, man. Like we're going to ruin his legacy. If we don't like what, what happened? Well, he didn't, he didn't throw the ball. Okay. Let's, well, let's just, let's give him the ball back. Like you just come out and say, okay, he didn't retuck the ball. So it's a fumble. What? It's not a fumble. It's a fumble. Like, I don't care if you didn't retouch the ball with both hands again before. Like, it's a fumble, man. Get out of here. But that was one rule. The other one, Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Barr. They changed the NFL forever. Why? Because of, and of course, we had Roy Williams on the show when he broke Terrell Owens' uh, leg. The horse collar became illegal uh, because now there's the, 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 the no more hip drop tackles for DBs, like the grabbing the guy by the waist and then just dropping all your weight in the ground because running backs, quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes was part of that one. They're getting their ankles rolled up on and they're getting hurt. So Patrick Mahomes, two rules. One, no more hip drop on Patrick Mahomes' ankles. Two, getting pushed out of bounds is actually going to be reviewable on pass, roughing the passer calls. They're debating on should it be reviewable? Should a ref be able to go? Because if you throw the flag, then should you, should you be able to go to the camera and let New York, because I'm guessing New York's going to get involved. Hopefully they don't have to go over the tent. New York's going to get involved quick, just like they did during the playoffs, and say really quick, hey, that's not a passion, or it's not roughing the passer. Just put it back where it was. It's a sack. Let's move on. Uh, or it's an incomplete pass. Uh, let's move on. What I don't want, though, is roughing the passers missed, and then they go back and say, oh, they did hit the guy in the face mask. That's a rough in the pass. He hit him in the helmet. Now, unless it's the Vikings against the Packers, I don't want that to happen. Like, Because Kirk Cousins gets hit in the face all the time and they never call it. But I don't want that to be added from New York. I would rather it be, if you call it, let us review it, and then now, nope, you can take it away. I also don't want the refs just throwing the flag because they know New York's going to watch it for them. And then yeah. they're just going to call everything. All right, pass interference. Pass interference. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, we're going to be here all day. And so that's one of the rule changes they're considering. The other one, which actually I like, is the onside kick. 
I think they're looking at the XFL and they're going to watch the rest of the season because the XFL is a fourth and 15 play and you get one shot at it. And if you can convert it, move on. Let's keep playing because one onside kicks are rarely ever flipped to the other team. It's, it's very lackluster now because you can't load up like it. When I played, it was 10 guys to the left side of the kicker and it was an absolute car wreck. It was full speed because you would yeah. have like eight. You would have, well, you have nine because you'd have one guy on one side of the kicker, maybe two if you're trying to do a trick, but you'd have like one or two guys on the other side of the kicker. You'd have like five in the front and then three trail behind. And those five were like snow plows. They were just going to run through that front line and create car wreck havoc, just trying to make everybody run into each other. Those next three, same deal. You're running and you're trailing and you're trying to find that bounce. It is loud. It hurts. People are getting hit. And so they change it. They're like, you have to even it up. It has to be, I think, four, five and five on each side or something like that, or six and four, some whatever the rule is. Um, but no longer is it that car crash. And it used to be eight guys from the receiving team on one side of the ball. And they were doing the same thing at the kick. They were running forward. The front four were supposed to be a deterrent and they were supposed to mash the guys coming at them. So it was just two car crashes coming at each other as fast as two cars coming to hit each other. And then the back end guys would try to catch it. Same thing. You could blow those guys up when they jump in the air to catch the ball. They're trying to change it. Now it's fourth and 15. We've seen it convert in the XFL. The NFL is considering that. I like it because 4th and 15 is not easy in the NFL. It's not at all. It's not an easy play. But it does make it exciting because if you're down 33 to nothing and you're trying to come back quicker, 4th and 15 could be very like, mm, let's go for this. Like we're losing 33 to nothing. What, what's the worst that can happen? We lose 40 to nothing? Let's go for it. So mm -hmm. I think they're trying to find a way to keep fans involved. I think they're trying to find a way. But those are the two uh, at the owners meetings that came up or whatever, the league meetings uh, that were actually proposed by owners. And so, again, they're saying they're keeping their eye. I know the the fourth and 15, they're keeping an eye on the XFL to see how the, the rate is of uh, conversion. Uh, what is the Twitter? Because, of course, Twitter now drives the world, Twitter and Instagram. What's that look like when everybody posts about it? Are fans liking it? Are they like, oh, this is stupid because we want to put this in our game? That's going to happen. I mean, but we'll see. What do you think? Man, I've got a lot of thoughts on both of these. So what you just talked about, the 4th and 15, love it. Like, it's so much more exciting, I think, than an onside kick. My question, again, comes back to penalties. Mm -hmm. So it, it almost seems more likely that you're going to get a penalty on the defense on that 4th and 15. And does that give you the ball? Like, if there's a defensive holding on 4th and 15, oh, do you yeah. do you get to keep the ball? Is it 1st and 10? You, you just have it? Because that, that to me, almost seems like a, a cheap way to get the ball back. Right. Without having to convert the 4th and 15, you could get a pass interference, a defensive hold, a roughing the passer, and all of that could give you a 1st down. So, I, so I'm curious how they handle that. Like, is it just normal rules? Okay. He held his jersey. Five-yard penalty, automatic first down. Uh, right. That, I think, is an interesting complication hmm. and might be an easy way out of that for the offense. Um, it, in terms of the roughing the passer stuff, Ron, I, I think that you make it reviewable, but only in very specific instances. Like, if there is head contact on the quarterback, mm -hmm. um, whether it's 
it happens and it's not called, I think that needs to be called. And if it's called and there was nothing wrong, like I think you should be able to add roughing the passer or take it away. But I don't know if I want to get into other personal fouls because then it gets really messy. Like if you're constantly looking for something on every play, downfield, at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, it would slow the game down so much. There'd be way too much for officials to try to spot. Um, and then the review process, I think, would get bogged down. So I, I want to keep it very limited to those big, game-changing, controversial roughing the passer calls that either get called or don't get called. That, I think, is okay. I'd make it challengeable, make it reviewable, but don't overdo it. Because when, when you overdo it, we've seen what happens, and I think that that's just worse for the game. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think you have to uh, you have to figure it out. You have to figure it out. You, they're going to, I mean, again, whatever is going to put money in these seats and TV rights and all this stuff, you talk about the billion-dollar TV deals, they want the quarterbacks to be safe. But they also want the game to not end on that Patrick Mahomes. Because I guarantee if you reviewed the Patrick Mahomes play from the, from the uh, champion, AFC Championship game, probably gets reversed they probably look at it and say well his foot because again his foot actually was in the green like he had touched green now as far as like did the player continue to like push him and then like because people are saying like well he shoved him and then he double shoved him that's up to interpretation at the end of the day the player made contact when he was actually still he had just left from the green the pictures show it so in my opinion maybe Maybe they do review stuff like that, and then that changes the scope. Now it's whatever, fourth and whatever, third and whatever, and they're not in field goal range. Now the 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 Chiefs have to earn it. They have to keep playing and try to get, and maybe the Bengals end up in the Super Bowl. Bengals end up in the Super Bowl, maybe the Eagles win. So the Eagles are even pissed off because they're like, we probably could have beat the Bengals. <laughs> we can't. Chiefs and Pat Mahomes and stuff, healthy. We could have beat the Bengals, though. Uh, but we got to move on a little bit quick. We're going to talk about the Warriors, or sorry, the Timberwolves versus the Warriors. So when you look at the Timberwolves real quick, before we jump into the daily three, that's three questions, three minutes each. The Timberwolves are in a tough spot. When you look at their record right now, 31 and 30, barely above 500. The key to that though, is where they stand with the rest of the league and their fourth quarter meltdowns against the wizards. They got outscored 38 to 19, 38 to 19 in the fourth quarter. 38 to 19, and they lose 114 to 106. So if you don't get outscored in the fourth quarter, you win. Same with the Warriors game. They were winning at the end of the third quarter. Cause I remember looking like, oh, this is they're gonna beat the Warriors. And then they get outscored 31 to 17, and they lose by five. You got outscored 31 to 17 in the fourth quarter, and you lose by five. Like you're blowing Lee. It's not like they're getting beat and they're just sitting down and they're resting players and they're just getting beat. And now you have the traveling to the Clippers. So you got the Russell, Russell Westbrook, which the Clippers look horrible. Russell Westbrook on the floor. Like he is a terrible floor. General. Shocker. Stunning. He's a terrible floor. General. Stunning that Russell Westbrook would have that effect. Terrible floor general. I'm so mad at fan. I remember when I tweeted that out about with the with Timberwolves fans want Russell Westbrook in this trade, and everybody's like, "Oh, I'll take him." But he is terrible. Like he is not good right now, and he used to be really good. So I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if he's just been beat down from being traded. He was left behind because James Harden and Kevin Durant both left him behind. Like it's just not. He just doesn't have anymore. Like it's just it, his confidence is shot. Um, but when you look at these fourth quarter meltdowns. I mean, they're getting outscored in the fourth quarter. I mean, now, of course, the Nuggets, they absolutely got shellacked. 
that was one of the four quarters they actually won 37 to 36 but they were losing big time i mean they lost 112 to 146 so you can't count that one um but every other one like the jazz that you know they beat the jazz and that's the key 143 to 118 when they beat the jazz same thing they got outscored in the fourth quarter now they were up big time so of course they weren't really caring in the fourth quarter so the key to some of these games you know like the grizzlies game 128 to 107 same thing fourth quarter 25 to 21 third quarter 34 to 28 they've got to figure and then the second quarter they just got absolutely manhandled 38 to 26 so but they start off the game fast 32 31 they were winning the first quarter so i don't know what the key is i know the key overall the key is anthony edwards like in my opinion anthony edwards needs to start having damian lillard type of games but i but that's just me i think he needs to score he needs to go for 100 points like just try to score 60 like anthony edwards needs to be the key to this team and everybody else needs to play around him kind of like the the blazers do with damian lillard and the blazers made the mistake by letting go of cj mccullough when those two were in the backcourt they were in the playoffs consistently and they were they were putting people on notice and then they kind of broke it down because i don't know i don't maybe they didn't think they can afford both of them or they just thought they need to go a different direction but that wasn't it for the blazers uh but i don't know sam what are your thoughts on this it, it like this playoff run for them to me it just seems like it's going to be very tough right now they're the ninth seed behind the jazz so their plan would be the pelicans and so when you think about them playing the pelicans first can they beat the pelicans i don't even think they can beat the pelicans right now the way they're playing but that's just me i don't know what do you think sam yeah it's disheartening um I, I watched that Wolves game pretty much from the point the collapse began against the Warriors. I turned it on. I think they were up double digits. And then they got outscored 18 to 3 in the next five minutes. Um, most of that was shot selection. Anthony Edwards was having a horrible game, probably one of his worst games of the year. But he didn't seem to know how to assert himself. Like when you're struggling and you're Anthony Edwards, I feel like you can still try your hardest to get to the rim and just impose your strength. Um, the Warriors had this guy, Villanova kid, Dante DiFincenzo, who was getting to the rim and finishing and just was making it look easy. The Wolves have Anthony Edwards, and he was deferring, and they were getting shots from Austin Rivers and Nas Reed, like quick threes in early in the shot clock, not a lot of passing. Those just aren't the guys you want shooting down the stretch against Golden State. You got to have... Anthony Edwards breaking down defenses. And after that, I'm not sure who you prefer at this point. Um, they missed, they clearly missed D'Angelo Russell's scoring ability right now. They yep. need Cat back. I don't know if Cat's coming back. It's a broken team right now. They they can't get stops when they need it. They seem to kind of go, they coast when they have a lead, Ron. They don't really know how to finish teams off. It's frustrating. Sure. It's frustrating. I don't know if they make the playoffs at all at this point because they got a tough schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, they have a very tough schedule the rest of the way. It's going to be fun to watch, though. I mean, if you're a fan of basketball, at least players, um, they, they're they traveling to the Lakers again. They got the Clippers with the claw. They got the Kings again with those two elite guards right now. They're saying they don't care who's where. We are the guys. You got the 76ers with James Harden. You got the Nets who are kind of in a rebuild. You got the Hawks with Trey. You got the Celtics big-time team. You got the Bulls now who – Beverly, a little reunion, Patrick Beverly. Uh, you got the Raptors, who they're they got it going. You got the Knicks, who are eh, you know Julius Randle and those guys. They're they're trying to get it going. And and J in uh Jr. Uh, Barrett, JT Barrett, or I forgot his name. Uh, R.J. Barrett, yeah, R.J. Barrett uh, from Duke. 
So, and then again, they got the Warriors again. They got the Kings again. They got the Suns. And by March 29th, my guess is that they are going to be on fire with Kevin Durant by then. Like, I think their plan is to work him in this month and then figure out how this team with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can find enough balls to go around. I think it's going to be a little bit of a Warriors look with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay. Uh, where Chris Paul is happy to take a backseat to two shooters like the guy. Chris Paul might have 20 assists. Like when you think about what he'll be able to do with that team. And they didn't lose much to get Kevin Durant. So by then, I, I mean, I'm I'm tuned in March 29th because I want to see what the Suns teams mm-hmm. look like. Then they got the Lakers again, who who know? I mean, they're going to push for the playoffs because they're not trying to tank for anybody. And then you got the Trailblazers, as we talked about with Damian Lillard. He might go for 100 points April 2nd. Uh, and then you got the Nets, who they could beat them. They got the Spurs, and they're kind of in a down year, and then you got the Pelicans. I just don't see a path to getting anywhere above the eighth seed. Like, when you look at the teams they have to play, because every team they're going to play just about is in the playoff race, especially in the East, and so those teams are going to try to put it on the Timberwolves. I just don't see it, and you're right. They don't have a point guard who can get it going anymore, but we got to move on. We got to move on to the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Looking forward to this one, Sam. Uh, we got some good questions. Sam put together a good one. Fast pace, of course, as we know it. But I want you guys to remember, you can check out the Minnesota Football Party four days a week from Monday to Thursday. Get your Vikings fixed with the Reef Hassan, Luke Emin, Luke Braun, and Sam Ekstrom on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's combine time, so you're going to want to tune in for that. Who are the Vikings possibly looking at during the combine? We might have to get an update from Gabe Henderson after the combine on that. And we have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Uh, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for the part of the show that is one of my favorites. It's the Daily Three. Take it away, Sam. All right, let's stick with Wolves, Ron. Let's say the Wolves collapse. Let's say they don't make the playoffs at all. They miss mm-hmm. the play-in round entirely. How are you going to shake up the team? Are you going to change the players on the team, or are you going to change the head coach and put Chris Finch on the hot seat? I personally want to put Chris Finch on the hot seat. I just I look at pickup basketball, and maybe that's not the way to look at it, and I look at college basketball, and I see coaches. Like you look at Baylor. Uh, you look at Houston. These are coaches that are just taking what they have and then creating an offensive movement type of situation. So whether it put my best guy on your worst. I mean, you look at the Warriors in their deep in their offense. It's nothing but picks to get Steph Curry with the matchup they want. When you looked at James Harden and you watched the 76ers, it's James Harden bringing the ball up as far as he can possibly bring it up. And if he doesn't get the double team, he's going. And then if they get the double team, he's lobbing it to somebody or he's shooting a quick little jumper. If you back off, he's going to shoot the three. He's letting his best – they're letting – these teams are creating all – Doc Rivers, you know, they're they're creating for their best player, the, 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 the Steve Kerr offense. He's like, look, let's set the pick and see. If we can get Steph Curry on somebody that can't guard him, spread it out now. And then when they try to come help, Clay, you're open. Or one of you guys are wide open. Andrew Wick, knock down the jumper, knock down the three. And so, one, I, I definitely think you got to get a shooter. Like, I think the Austin Rivers thing is not working out. You got to have a pure shooter. And that's what they're missing when you think about Anthony Edwards, his ability to get to the basket anytime he wants. Uh, you are missing 
cat carl anthony towns because he spreads the floor out because he can shoot the three he can shoot the jumper as well so you don't have that pick and kind of pop guy uh your pick guy for girl bear is more pick and he's gonna roll every he can't shoot a jumper he's not shooting a three that's why Djokovic is so good because the joker can sit there Jokic, he can sit there and then when he pops it's not a pop to the elbow he's popping to the three so when you're trying to locate the roller he's relocated to a spot you're like oh my god i gotta get over there and he's getting knocked down threes the timberwolves don't have it so yes i would put chris finch on the hot seat because you got to use the players you have and just like if i'm coaching the timberwolves i'm saying anthony go cook but i don't know sam what do you think um this is interesting because i think i think both could be in jeopardy like i think chris finch could be in jeopardy i think the ownership might want to go get their guy because they didn't hire chris finch this is a pretty good excuse to make a move the way that the season has gone. Um, but I also think you need to shuffle the deck. And I don't know whether that means trading Gobert for cents on the dollar and mm-hmm. try to get something, anything for him. I don't know if he's tradable. He might not be tradable with that contract. Um, the other guy then is Cat. What do you do with Cat? Yep. And you're trade you'd be trading him for cents on the dollar as well, because he's been hurt, hasn't performed this year, hasn't produced. So I think the coach is probably more vulnerable, Ron, but it would be hard to keep this team intact um, after seeing what we saw. Maybe they can convince themselves that a healthy cat uh, with Edwards and Gobert will you know, be better next year. But right. as we saw earlier in the season, it didn't go great. So maybe a new coach coming in would, would change that, and I think that's probably the move. Yeah, that's probably the move, and uh, yeah, we got to move on. What's the next Yeah. One? Combine week, Ron. Everybody in the NFL is flocking to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. What are you watching or listening for this week at the Combine? Uh, well, I, I want to hear Quasi's like, and again, I know they're not going to say anything because last year they learned their lesson on like, you know, making comments about Kirk Cousins and he's not Tom Brady. And then they had to backtrack and say, we didn't mean it that way. This is what we're trying to say and blah, blah. So I think they're going to be very intentional with their words this year. Like I'm, I'm talking about like notebook written down like Quasi's going to be walking around with something like this you know a game one notebook he's going to be taking notes writing stuff down and, and his PR team's going to hand it to him here's your words for the for ESPN here's your words for NFL Network like do not get out there and say something that we didn't tell you to say um because I learned when Quasi and I had a conversation and I tweeted it out which it wasn't like a big time secret of what he said I just said, hey, just met Quasi, had a great conversation. I'm looking forward to his future plans for the team over the next two years. Mm-hmm. PR lost it. Like, <laughs> what, what is this two-year plan? How come we haven't heard anything about this two-year plan? And I'm like, as a player, I look at it as a two-year plan because of what he said, which is basically, I think Kirk Cousins is good. You know, and, and this is two-year, which was last year and this coming year. Um and he just said, I think Kirk Cousins can make all the throws. I just think we need to do X, Y, and Z, which I feel like they did it. They put the pieces around them to try to get the offense going. They still need to find, you know, maybe it's a little bit of offensive pieces here and there, but it's the defense. Um, but I know they're going to be very intentional. So I want to see what he says. Um, I'm also going to be watching because I know like the weigh-in because that's been big. So like Bryce Young, for instance, they're saying he needs to get 200 pounds or 210. His team thinks he can get to. I want to see that because that kid is skinny. And so, you know, I want to see some of these weigh-ins and what happens with these quarterbacks, because as the quarterbacks either drop stock, gain stock, 
it's going to start to paint the picture for who's going to trade and where the Vikings can possibly get another pick because they, you know, hey, we'll trade this if you give us this. And if you want our first round pick, give us your late first round pick plus your second, you know, all that kind of stuff. Looking at teams who want to move up for some of these guys. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But mainly I want to see what Quasi has to say. What about you? Yeah, I've actually got some some updates on Quasi. So Kevin Seifert tweeted out a thread. Quasi did speak within the last hour here. Mm -hmm. um, highlights, you can give a quick reaction to this. Um, I'll read them all off. He called the contract extension with Justin Jefferson a, quote, high priority. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the Vikings GM without that guy on our team. So that mm -hmm. makes sense. Asked about Dalvin Cook's contract. He said, great player and great leader. But in the NFL, you have a lot of constraints, salary cap, different things. We're trying to figure out how he can operate in those things. And uh, on Dalvin Tomlinson, he's a great guy, great player. We love him. And they moved his void date to buy ourselves a little more time to negotiate with him. So hmm. um, pretty obvious that they want Jefferson to get extended. Don't know what that means for Dalvin Cook. That seems like a, uh, a maybe goodbye Dalvin quote. And mm -hmm. uh, Dalvin Tomlinson maybe back with the team. Any of those stand out to you? Yeah, if we had to play a game of like eat one, put one in the refrigerator and throw one away, uh, they're definitely eating Justin Jefferson. They're trying to put Dalvin Thompson in the refrigerator. And it sounds like they want to throw Dalvin Cook away. Like that, if they had to pick out of those three, I feel like that's what they do. I think they really are active in Justin Jefferson. I think they want to put Dalvin Thompson on, in the refrigerator and hold on to him and see what they can get. And I think they just want to move on and trash Dalvin Cook and say, let's get this money back. We're a passing team. We don't run the ball like we should. I think Alexander Madison will be fine. So that's how I feel. What you got next? Yeah, I, I like that uh, that little analogy there. That's eat one, refrigerate one, and throw one away. That's good. Uh, we have to save that. One. We have to save that later for uh, for maybe the round table or something too. Yeah, that's a good segment <laughs> idea. The uh, the Bears are leaning toward trading the first overall pick because of their commitment to uh, Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Is that a good move by the Bears, Ron, to go all in on Justin Fields and not take Stroud, Young? Levis or whoever else. Yeah, they had the number one rushing offense in the NFL because of their quarterback. Their running backs were not great. They were good. They weren't great. Their quarterback gave them the number one rushing attack in the NFL. Where they lack? They didn't have receivers. Jalen Hurts had AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. Like Devonta Smith, Heisman. AJ Brown, monster. Like you 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 give this guy weapons. You're not giving uh, Justin Fields any weapons. So I truly feel like whether it's, I mean, you look at their salary cap, they have a ton of space. I could see them trading that pick to try to get picks, but then also get maybe a piece. So like make it a multi-trade or talk to teams and free up. Some, like, Hey, can we get, what, what do you guys want for uh, Deandre Hopkins? Uh, what do you guys want for this? I mean, Deandre Hopkins would chase Claypool. I think that makes clay because Claypool needed another guy. And I think that's, what was lacking with the Bears is he was the focal point, and that's not like Juju. Juju was really good when he had Antonio Brown. When Juju didn't have Antonio Brown, it showed. Like, he, it, you need a guy. Like, Justin Jefferson needs Adam Thielen. Like, whether we want to say it or not, if everybody's double, triple teaming, you, you can't get open. And so Justin Jefferson right. needs a guy. He needs Adam Thielen. He needed K.J. Osborne or T.J. Hawkinson. Like, you need that guy. George Kittle was so open because of Debo Samuels. Like you need a like you can't be out there as a one man show because you're going to get exposed and Chase Claypool got exposed. So I think the Bears are smart. You got to go get pieces if you don't want to draft a quarterback early. Now unless you want to get a D tackle from Georgia, 
uh, with that first pick. I could see them doing that, but he'll still be there probably if you give because the, the, the Texans are going to take or uh, yeah, the Texans are going to take a quarterback. You probably can trade with the Jets or somebody who might want to take a quarterback. So then if you just drop down to like four or five, you know, whoever one of those teams have, you still your D tackle or DN will still be there. Um, but again, this game is a dirty game. Some people trade up just to make you think they want a quarterback and then they take the defensive guy and then they play that game with you. Okay, you want him? Now what are you gonna what are you gonna give us for him? You gotta go draft this quarterback for us and we'll give you your guy. And now, you know what I mean? Now they just got the guy at the pick that's lower, and then they're going to have to negotiate a lower contract for the quarterback they want in the first place. So there, there's a lot of games to this, and GMs are going to play it. But, you know, I think the Bears are smart. I, I truly feel like Justin Fields is like, like you know, you got Bud Light and Bud, I think, Bud Weiser and then Bud Light. I think you got Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts Light. Like Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts Light to me. Like he can literally do exactly what he can do. But the difference is, is offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator is huge, and can the Bears get out of their coordinator what the Eagles got out of theirs? And I think that's going to be the key. I don't know. What yeah. are your thoughts on the Bears? Yeah, well, you could say that Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts without a supporting cast. True. Um, because there's nobody around Justin Fields. Pass catchers, offensive line, defense. I mean, their 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 defense was probably the strongest part of their team, and it wasn't that strong. Um, Justin Fields, it, it's an interesting situation because – Remember when the Bears took Mitch Trubisky and they they passed on Mahomes? Yep. Um, could be a situation where they trade out of that pick, which might be the right move, but they could watch as Young or Stroud become the next great quarterback in the league. And then True. Bears fans will be upset all over again. I think True. they have to give Fields another year or two. Like, I think he's shown enough to, to earn that. But uh, – the, the Bears are just trying to amass assets. Um, and if Fields turns out to be the guy and you're surrounding him with all these first-round picks down the line, that could be a really good infrastructure to build around. So I think I think it's the right move. Um, and they'll still get a great player in the first round. If they trade back a few picks, they're still going to get a probably a, a dominant defensive lineman. Yeah, true. What I do is for today, that 3-2. What I do is for, oh, shoot, 3-2. Well, that'll do it for us today on the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Mesh. I want to thank you guys for watching, downloading, subscribing on YouTube. Make sure you go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on. We are powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. Like I said, March 12th, Selection Sunday. It's going to be fun. That Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we are going to bring the fire with the challenge. We have the Locked On Minnesota Roundtable Friday, we're going to break down the early March Madness stuff back in uh, as that comes up. But we're going to have the Bracketology Challenge. You're going to want to be a part of this because we're giving away some money. It's going to be our money. You want to win our money? You got to join our bracket and we're going to have fun with it. Uh, but make sure if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conferences delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your thoughts in the comment section below. Let us know what you think. Should the Vikings extend Kirk Cousins or should they let him play his contract out? That's the question of the day. Well, we want to thank you. Have a great one. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.